Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm a little bit of everything. I'll roll into one. I'm a bitch. I'm a You know, Justin, you got to turn me on. I don't have control over my microphone. I'm sorry. I have a board up. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, you know, I, I'm just letting you know this might be the last podcast because I think I'm going to die next week. What? Yeah, I'll explain in a second. It is the Whoa. Producer Michelle podcast. It's this quite is, a cold you open. You know what's interesting? It's episode eight, and it's all, it was also episode eight of The People vs. O.J. Simpson this oh. week. Oh, my God. I'm getting chills. No, I'm just I did kidding. not get a chance. Not that I'm worried about spoilers, but I may not be much help this week. I did not get a chance. Oh, you didn't get a chance to watch it? Okay, good. Well, I don't think so. I'm going to spoil it for you, but you'll want, want to watch it anyway. Okay. Um, just be, I'll, I'll tell you what happened yeah. this week, and you, you got to watch it anyway because it's kind of fun to watch. So I was saying uh, this might be the last podcast. Why? Because I might, I might die. I might die next week. About? I am <laughs> – I signed up for – a six-week <laughs> CrossFit challenge. I forgot about this, yes. Yeah, so, and it starts on Monday, <laughs> and I think I'm going to die. <laughs> CrossFit is the one that is known for making people puke, correct? Well, that's what supposedly it is, but the people that I, I'm going to CrossFit Monrovia, I don't live that far from Monrovia, so and they're really great over there. Uh, and I my first question was, listen, if you're one of those types of trainers that's going to, like, their goal is to make me throw up, I'm not going to stay. He goes, no, no, no. He goes, if you throw up, it might just happen. I said, that's fine, but I don't want your goal to be to make me throw up because that's not going to work for me. He goes, no, no, that's not how we do it. Can you imagine the special person it takes to get up in the morning to do that? Like, I'm going to make someone hurt. I've had a trainer before whose whole goal every workout was to make me puke. And I lasted like a month and a half. And then that was not, I couldn't do it anymore. You can't pay someone to do that. Because nobody likes to throw up. It's not a fun experience. You ever see the Seinfeld episode about throwing no, up how know. jerry jerry seinfeld like how he, he he hadn't thrown up in like eight years and it was like he badge of honor and then he got sick and had to puke and it was i know it's a funny episode you should watch it if you get a chance um speaking of we were talking about seinfeld we were talking about the death of gary shandling this week which was just such a shock 66 oh oh my god that's so sad i always thought he was really hilariously funny and uh, i was asking you how big of an influence he was in the comedy world because I anticipated that he was pretty big. I mean, and he, and he was. I mean, you were talking about how he changed, he, like kind of bridged a gap in comedy. I think I think he deserves credit for the modern alternative comedy movement. There might be people who would disagree with me, but I think he was the first one that I ever saw that was making fun of doing comedy. Right. And yeah, he no, did it in all of his shows where he's making fun of doing a talk show, even though if you ask him, he would say that that show was more about what it is to be a human being. It mm-hmm. just happened to be set 
on people about or, uh, about people making a talk show, right. but it was it was always something about something bigger. But he was he there, he was always making fun of jokes, if that makes sense. Yeah, very very sad. Sixty six years old. That's just way too young. No, and I I would venture a guess that not many comedians would see him and go, I want to be a stand up comic. But once you're doing stand up comedy, the first time you see uh, Gary Shandling, you're like, oh my god, this yeah, guy's a genius. Exactly. No, I I always really liked him and. It was just very, very sad to hear uh, death so young. I mean, 66. There's such a young age these days. So we're going to cover a couple of things today. We're going to get into the People versus O.J. Simpson. Um, oh, I got to tell you about really quick this teachable moment that I had at Costco. Yes, I'm listening. <laughs> For those that don't know, my husband works at Costco, and I don't shop at the Costco he works at because that's annoying. Because I don't want to annoy my husband when he's at work because he works at a very, very busy Costco. And... One, I don't want to go there because it's so goddamn busy all the time. <laughs> and the people who frequent that particular Costco, it's a very large Asian community. And, and Asian people are very, very nice, but they have no direction. <laughs> so when you're walking around in a Costco like that and people are just kind of wandering in your path and not paying attention oh. or stopping right in the middle of an aisle because they're trying to get like 20 you know, samples of something. And when you're talking about a, the middle... You don't mean like on the left hand no, side of the in middle. The it's middle. In the middle, so you can't swoop like, around like, either way. And the cart is turned like totally oh, sideways, so it I takes will a, kill a person. So I shop at a different Costco than the one that he works at, and I was there picking up some stuff. And of course, I was spending way too much money, but I had to go to the bathroom while I was there. And while I was in the bathroom, I was trying, you know, the, washing my hands, of course, because that's what you do unless you're Bill Handel. After <laughs> you leave the bathroom, you wash your hands. Zing pow. So they have, in the bathroom, they have those automatic faucets. And I go to wash my hands. You know, I get the soap, and I'm, like, soaping up my hands. You know, you can hear it, like, soaping up my hands. And then I go to put my hand under the thing, and no, no water's coming out. And I'm, like, waving my hands. I'm, like... Dancing. Hello, what's like, going on? And waving my hands. Nothing's going on. None of the none of the things are working. Not, none of them. Out of curiosity, how many are there? There's four. four. Eight, four There's okay. four of them. That's a and lot. And none of them are working. And I'm like waving my hands. I'm going front, forwards and back and nothing's working. And the lady who was uh, maintaining the bathrooms comes in and she goes, oh, honey, let me show you how to do it. <laughs> she are you very kidding sweet. me? Very sweet. Very sweet. Oh, honey, let me show you how to do it. And she takes her hands and she puts them together like like in a prayer kind of thing, but like straightforward. And she goes, all you got to do is this. And she puts her hands in front of it and then opens her hands. And then the water started flowing. Are you kidding Every me? single one. It worked. And I go, what do you mean? It doesn't work when I wave my hands. She goes, you don't have to wave your hands, honey. So is she making hands. like the Allstate cup or is she making no, like a prayer? No, it's just like your prayer. Like your hands are together, but like in... You know, but so straightforward instead of up from, and down. You had to get your water from Jesus. I did, <laughs> but when you put your hands in front of it and then you just open them real slowly, the water starts flowing. There you go. Wow. It works every single time. It doesn't work when you stick your hands in front of it and wave madly or do jazz <laughs> hands. So I had a teachable moment. Costco this week. You learned how to use an automated faucet. Yeah, I felt like a real dummy. <laughs> but you know what I did when we were here at work today in the bathroom, and I went to the bathroom and I used my and I uh, washed my hands. Hmm. I did that, and it worked on the first try. Have you ever had a problem here, though? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> but usually, if you wave your hands, manly, so pr- yeah, exactly. I always thought it was motion, is what you had to do. Right. So. Last week, I told you, after the podcast last week, I was going to Pachanga, mm-hmm. and I took my mom to Pachanga for the weekend. 
for her birthday. We went to dinner and we went to see Smokey Robinson. I thought, hey, it's going to be real cool. It's like my mom's generation, Smokey Robinson. Great. Little did I know that she was not a huge fan of Smokey Robinson. <laughs> like, I was just, I, call, I didn't even ask her before I got the tickets. I just said, hey, guess what? We're going to go see Smokey Robinson. <laughs> She, she's like, okay, okay, yeah, that's great. Let's go. She, been she's doing that get out of super house. sweet thing of going, oh, okay, yeah, yeah whatever. Okay, that's fine. That sounds like fun. I yeah. said, we'll go to Pachanga. We'll stay the night. It, so it was a lot of fun. We went there, and no, I didn't win big, even though my intention going in was to win. Yeah, hold on. But to be fair, <laughs> for anybody who's like, ah, your slot tactics are not so good, you still came out ahead. I Well, I left with $50 more than I went with. Right. So That's I, I don't consider Stop that a win. Rolling your eyes. That's winning. That's... <laughs> winning is being in the black. But here, but here's what happened. I was playing. Nothing was paying. I was trying all kinds of different machines because my strategy is you put money in, and if it doesn't start paying off within twenty or forty bucks, and you get up and find another machine. And so I was doing that, and it was just like sucking in the money. It was nothing. It wasn't paying back anything. So finally, I found an Elvis machine, a dollar Elvis machine that had a bonus game. It was a fantastic machine. It was loud. It had a lot of music. It was just the coolest thing. And I was I put a hundred bucks in, and I played on that machine for about three and a half hours. So it was like a lot of give and take. So I would get down to like you know three bucks, and then I would get a bonus, and then I'd win a hundred fifty, and then I should have cashed out, but I didn't because the game was so much fun. But anyway, I so, so I didn't you, win. You broke your strategy. I broke my strategy, and that's why you did game. not win. Play. I have a feeling that's why I didn't win on the Elvis game. I should have you know, stuck to the strategy with the Elvis game. But yeah. it was just so much fun. It was fun. But yeah. that's also how long did you gamble for again? Three and a half hours on that one game. So you, so, but so overall though, mm-hmm. the whole day, how much did you gamble? Like how long time? Many hours. Like six, eight, eight hours. Yeah, and you still are up fifty dollars. That is, that's a win. All right, fine. That's a win. Oh, my gosh. So I wanted to talk about Smokey Robinson. This is the best ever. I love Smokey Robinson. And for those people who don't know, who are like, who's Smokey, Smokey Robinson and the Miracles? If you don't know, um, I asked Justin to put together a little montage of some of his most famous songs so you get the idea. So go ahead and play. So take a good look at my face. You'll see my smile. It's like karaoke. I don't care about anything else but being with you, being with you. Second, 
happy sounding oh, song, gosh. but it really is sad yeah. when you read the lyrics. Was it Bender that said when I was putting this together? He goes, I, I think I want to read those lyrics without the tune, <laughs> but I'm afraid they're incredibly depressing. They are a little depressing. So he's fantastic, and he is 76 years old, and the theater at Pachanga is great. My husband and I have seen, we've been there many times. We saw Peter Frampton there a couple times, and it's, it's incredible. It's a nice theater. It's big, probably I don't know, maybe 3,000 people. I don't wow. know. It's pretty big. Might be, maybe it's like, maybe it's 2,000. I don't know. Maybe I'm overstating it's still a it. lot. Not but like it's, 500. Yeah, it's a big, it's a pretty big theater. And he started, um, he came out and, you know, he's wearing this great white suit. Like, he just looks sharp. Now, he's had a lot of work done. He's 76 years old and his face looks like a baby. <laughs> so, he's had a lot of work done. But he looked good. You know, he looked good. He sounded great. He looked like... Maybe he smoked a little bit of pot, you know, like because he had yeah, a little. I wanted... well, yeah, go ahead. He just had kind of a look about him that maybe because we were close enough, you could see is ah uh, maybe he was smoking a little bit of pot. So you, there, was it an expression on his face or just sort like of. a vibe? Just a vibe okay. and an expression. So he came out. He started. The crowd went. You know, was crazy. It was packed. It was sold out. He was fantastic. He sounded really great. And. All of those songs that you heard, I mean, he performed all of those songs, which, of course, are sing-along songs and people just going nuts. Just fantastic. Then <laughs> there, was a, there was a song about midway through the concert. Okay, so the concert went, I think we started at 8.15. I think it was over about 9.30. So it was like an hour and 15 minutes. It was a pretty long concert, and it was a constant performing. And I didn't. What I didn't know about him at the time going into it was that he wrote a lot of songs for the Temptations, so he sang a lot of those songs too, which was fantastic. He had some backup singers; it was great. So the whole thing was really good. I was having such a great time. My mom was having a good time because every time she hears a song like the one we played, she'd be like, "Oh, I know that song. I know this one. I know this one." And so about halfway through the concert, there was the song. That he played. And I originally didn't think it was a Smokey Robinson song. And then I find out later that it was. Because it was... Okay, it's called Love Bath. And you can find it on YouTube. You can find it on YouTube. And it's basically, let's take a love bath, baby. You know, I'll touch you. You touch me. Uh, we're all getting... And it's a very slow kind of love bath. You know, it's, it's... It's like Barry White meets Bert from... Or Ernie from Bert and Ernie. Singing <laughs> Rubber Ducky. <laughs> That's the best way I could put it. It's like getting that, but all sexed up. Yes. So so the song starts, and at first it's, you know, it's not bad, but basically the lyrics basically repeat themselves for 10 minutes. And when he started singing the song, he takes off his, his suit jacket, which I said yeah. is a beautiful white suit. He just looks so sharp. A lot sharp. of people there, hot theater. Yes. So he takes off the suit jacket. Button-up shirt underneath. No. Huh? He's wearing a black mesh mesh shirt underneath his suit sorry mesh mesh like, like nipples you could see nipples <laughs> like what could... does uh what does a nipple look like on a 76 year old man i wasn't that close is it more or less wrinkly but you than see, a... so so he takes off his his jacket and i'm looking around and I, I'm looking over at my mom. I'm sorry. Well, you said looking around. I imagine you trying not to make eye contact with his no, nipples. Like I was, I was looking around at other assessing. people. I was yeah. assessing, and there were some people who were down right, down in front. Some ladies who were there, like you doing know, a trance doing dance, a trance arms, dance yeah. with their arms in the air, and there and the people feeling are standing. The love back. But there were a whole bunch of people who looked just like me, who <laughs> were looking around, going making eye contact with each other. This is a little odd. Like it was just. 
and I have to explain what else he was doing. Like during after he takes off his jacket and he's got this mesh shirt on, right? So then he starts touching himself, like touching his nipples. Under the mesh or over no, the mesh? No, over the mesh. Touching his nipples, kind of moving his hands down to the crotch area. Are you serious? Yes. And he basically kind of feigns this orgasm on stage like because he's moaning. And and I'm thinking to myself, I really – I don't know that I need to see this 76-year-old man on stage kind of with an orgasm. I'm going to ask you a very personal question. Yes. Is it attractive – no. Watch. Okay. No. <laughs> it's not. A, it's not. Not. Not a seventy-six-year-old man. It's not. And Let's it say re- your husband is maybe. I have a theory that the O face of a woman is very different <laughs> from the O face of a dude. Oh, definitely. And, and that there's a there's nobody wants to see a dude's O face. Yes, I think you're right. Okay, because I, think, I think, right. think women might like you said. Eh, I think it's because you know that you had something to do with that, yes, and that it's makes a little it hot. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I'm looking around. Everybody, like everybody, kind of looks. Half the people look a little uncomfortable with the song. Half the people are totally into it. And I saw. I'm seeing. And my mom's going. He's 76. He's as old as I am. He doesn't need to be doing that on stage. Does she well, have actually, her hand she doesn't to the sound eye? like that. Yeah. She she sounds like. Okay, I got to do this. This is oh, my mother. Man. Okay. What is the, what's he doing? He's seventy six years old. I don't need to see that. I don't need to see that. Why are we watching this? I don't know. It'll be over in a minute. I love that your mom sounds like everyone's mom ever. Yeah. Like, like the stereotypical so, mom. So what it reminded me of, and it was hilarious because it 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 didn't occur to me right away. And then I went, oh, that's what it reminds me of. It reminded me of when my husband and I went to Vegas. We went to go see Tom Jones because, of course. Who doesn't go see Tom Jones, right? It's not unusual to and go see Tom exa- Jones. <laughs> yeah, I caught that. Nailed it. Exactly. So we went to go see Tom Jones, and he was in this very intimate theater, and it was a nice – and he's singing. He sounded great. He looked good again. Another guy who had a lot of work done, and he had to be 70 when we saw him, or at least close to it. And it was fantastic. Women are throwing their panties on the stage at his age, you know, and he's just having the best time, right? But at one point in the concert, it was like three-quarters of the way through the concert, and I'm thinking, hey, it sounds pretty good, you know I'm Making me feel something here, Mr. Tom Jones. You got that nice little, you know, thing going. What's new? And then, and then, at one point, he threw up his hands, and because he did that, his his shirt like hiked up, and I saw that his pants, the waistband of his pants, was at his nipples. It was like old man pants, you know, they're way up, way too high. And I thought, okay, that just killed it. Oh, Uh, that's done. It's just now it's sad. It was so good up until now, but now it's just sad. Killed the mood. So, and he's smoking rock. He was great, except for that one song. Like, if that one song would have not been in the concert, it would have been a perfect concert. (laughs) I wonder what it's like to be Tom Jones and have underwear thrown at you. And as your career progresses, so does the square yardage of the material in those said underwear. But what's interesting at the Tom Jones concert is that there were girls younger than me in their 20s throwing panties at him. Now, yes. do you get that? I'm curious. I've never seen this. Do you see that they come down? Like, is, or no, is it something you I carried think, a purse? And I think then they throw? were just carrying them in their oh, purse. That's not I the didn't same. see. Yeah, I couldn't see anody kind of, you know, wiggling out of their panties for time. It's just I like, may or may not have made myself sound kind of pervy there because I was disappointed <laughs> by that. I'm well, sorry. I think you're expecting that, right? Yeah, that's you what you want. <laughs> if I'm Tom Jones, I want fresh or can I got to stop. <laughs> I'm sorry. What else did you want to talk about? Let's get I want farm-to-table panties, ladies. We're, we're going to... 
Oh, you're making me lose it. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the People versus O.J. Simpson. Now, I know you didn't see it this week, but I'm going to give you kind of a little synopsis of what it was all about. So this week, it was week number eight, and um, this week, the focus was all on the jury because I don't know if you know this about the Simpson jury is they were sequestered. I think it's still the longest sequestered jury in history. I think they were sequestered for 265 days. That's a lot of days wow. to be sequestered. And think about this. They were not only were they sequestered, they were under 24-hour surveillance. They were separated from their family and friends. They had one conjugal visit a week. Wait, hold on. <laughs> yeah. Like so if you were married, you could only see your husband once a week and you got once a week conjugal visit. And you visit. could not talk about the case with somebody talk about there. The case. <laughs> you weren't allowed to read any newspapers or magazines or watch any TV shows that weren't already previewed to make sure there was no information about the case in there. So if you, you couldn't like people who brought in magazines, they had to confiscate the magazines and make sure there was nothing in the magazines. And I think in I think they even had their room keys taken away at night so they couldn't go into other people's rooms and, and conjugate talk and, with each other. And conjugate with each other and talk about the case. So the jury understandably had was getting uh stir crazy. I mean that's a long time to be sequestered. So Whole, it's like prison, yes, weirdly enough. Basically, yeah, because they, they had stuff that was off limits. They had to eat breakfast together, but they right. couldn't talk about the case with Rigid each other. Schedule. It was just nuts. So the guy who plays Lance Ito in this um, in this show is named Kenneth Choi, and he he's best known for being on Sons of Anarchy. He played Henry Lynn, for those of you who watch Sons of Anarchy. He was also in The Wolf of Wall Street and a bunch of other movies, but he looks just like Lance Edo. Yeah, he does. If you hold a picture side by side, it looks just and he speaks like him too. I don't know how I mean he really got the voice down. So there were there were lots of once the once people started falling off the jury for various reasons, either they lied on their questionnaires or their you know, the accusation was one of the jurors had already contacted some kind of publishing company about the book. But the rumor about that was that Johnny Cochran's people kind of planted that letter to get somebody wow. kicked off the jury. So there's all this stuff going on. There's one juror in the episode you see completely losing it. Her name was Tracy Hampton, and she asked to be let out, of, let off the jury several times because she said she was too stressed out. She couldn't take it anymore. And at one point in the episode when you watch it, you'll see her start to take off her clothes and scream like when, when they're doing breakfast one day and they had to like subdue her. So eventually she gets... Uh, dismissed from the jury, but because people then know who she is, uh, there's all sorts of media attention at her house, and she ended up going into the hospital for a panic attack the day, or anxiety attack the day after she got let off the jury. Uh, and eventually, I think she posed for Playboy. <laughs> then, then, then there's that. Yeah, she did. She posed for Playboy oh, later. kill me, Michelle. Because, hey, you know, the jury, there was a lot of people who wanted to be on this jury with the sole... Uh, goal of being able to have some kind of fame. <laughs> I know, Seri- but, yeah, because you wouldn't want it to be uh, your chesticles. You know what I mean, right? You might want to write a book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what not? Tell about your perspective on it. And there's a bunch yeah, of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, take off your shirt. There's a bunch of stuff that happened in the episode that didn't really happen in real life. Like there's a situation between um, Garcetti and Marsha Clark that that everybody says didn't really happen. This big fight, and then. Dennis Fung, who was one of the um, criminalists that was on the stand talking about DNA. And, you know, when people talk about DNA, it gets really boring and whatnot. Anyway, he was cross-examined by the defense, by Barry Sheck. And in the show, it happens very quickly where he just kind of, you know, puts down everything the guy presented as far as DNA evidence. That actually went on for like 
almost two weeks, this cross-examination. It was brutal. It was so brutal. So, But, of course, they don't have that much time. So, anyway, we were talking about um, the uh, the jurors got so fed up with what was going on when a bunch of the, um, the sheriff's deputies were uh, – kind of switched out they got really upset because these deputies that they've gotten to know get switched out and they're the ones that were dealing with all the fights between the jurors oh we're gonna watch seinfeld no we're gonna watch martin it's just it's really martin (laughs) yeah so anyway they get switched out and the jurors kind of revolt and one day the jurors walk into court most of them dressed in black and it was kind of a clear sign to ito hey we're fed up and uh we ain't gonna do this anymore and Ito actually had to suspend testimony for the day and give the jurors like the weekend to kind of cool down. And then they worked out the deal with the sheriff's deputies or whatnot. So and speaking about Lance Ito, Dick Cabeza has a song about Lance Ito. And this one happens to be sung by Mike, Michael Crozier. And uh, it's just it's it's really funny because you remember during the do you remember the dancing Ito's that Jay Leno did? Was it Jay Leno? Yeah, I think it was Jay Leno. Might have been Letterman. Um, after when the, cause Ito became such a character in himself and all of the late night hosts had a great time kind of just, you know, commenting on him and stuff. And so I think it was Leno who did the dancing Ito's where he would have, yes. he'd have a whole group. Now of, I'm remembering. <laughs> yeah. And they would have one like Marsha Clark, like in the middle and they yes. would do a dance routine. So anyway, this is Dick Cabasa's song about, uh, Lance Ito. Try OJ for the knife attack But he keeps telling jurors to leave And don't be coming back From the fence to the bar They pushed it too far over the top From Shecky's wine to Marsha's hair To blaming cops They be dropping like flies now Have to let OJ out the jury goes but we don't need a trial to know who did it. OJ was out that night killing. Ron and Nicole. Eat up. Started running when the cops thought he was coming in his Ford Bronco. You know, him and AC will be back on the road when they let him go. But they make it like a beer line, heading for the borderline, going for broke. Saying, I killed my wife, she was a whole man.
watch the episode, when you finally get to watch it, you'll see how many jurors got kicked off the jury. And they, I think they literally were down to two or three alternates left because so many jurors got kicked off. That's Michael Crozier singing, right? Yes, that's Michael oh, Crozier singing. Wow. It's pretty good, huh? Yes, very good. Anyway, so that's your little synopsis of The People versus O.J. Simpson for this and and if you um if you follow the show at all if you're watching it Vanity Fair every week does a great um article about like the myths and truths that actually happen so here's what happened on the show did it really happen in real life and it'll explain kind of the stuff that gets a little more dramatized uh, and it's fantastic so just check it out if you uh. get a chance so um the last thing i want to talk about today is uh we were talking <laughs> okay so I don't have children, and I've said this before, I have dogs. And I think dogs are sort of like kids, even though, Justin, you said if I ever have kids, you're going to have to like sit down and have a talk with me. Because I think, look, I'm ready to have kids. Here's why I'm ready. I'll, I'll explain to you. I'm ready. Okay? I already have a crate. Okay? Yep. So they'll be safe at step night. Step one. Because step one, I already have food bowls. Oh, use those constantly. And I already have a car seat. Oh, wait, what? I already have a car seat. For your dogs? Yes. No, come You've on. You've never seen it? No. You've never seen it in the back of my car? No. Yes. Well, I have one for Princess. I don't have one for the other two. Um, but I have one for Princess. <laughs> it's strapped in like a car seat. Yeah, it is. And then you put her in it, and she can see out the window because it sits up high enough for her to see out the window. And then it just I connect it with her uh, little uh, harness so that if something happens- She still stays she up still there. She still stays up there. Yeah, you're ready. So look, I'm set. Yeah. I'm totally set. You got it. You can keep kids in a crate, right? Keep no, them in a absolutely. crib. Crib is like a crate absolutely, with an open top. That's one of the jokes that I would have in my act where I'd say for people who say that having to get a dog to practice. I'm right. like, yeah, why don't you uh, go on vacation and leave your kid a gigantic bowl of mashed peas <laughs> on the kitchen floor and see how that. long that lasts. See how it goes. <laughs> so, But the other reason why I think I'm ready to have kids is because I can tell. You know how kids, they can't talk for, when do they start talking, kids? Uh, I would say around one-ish. Okay. So they, they don't talk until they're one years old. So basically, they make grunts and sounds. Yes. Which is basically what a dog does. It's crying or not crying, primarily. <laughs> so I can tell from Princess. No. I, can, I know what she's trying to say no. when she makes certain noises. And I know you don't believe me. Nope. But it, it, it's true. And so what I did was I asked Justin. We pulled a bunch of sound bites because I'm, I'm going to explain to you. What each thing means, because right. everything means something very different. Can I hear it and then try to guess? Yes, I'll let All you right. try to guess first. So go okay. ahead. Just start with number one. We'll just go right down All the right, list. Here it comes. Uh, I'm going to say that is stop it. No. Oh. That is her excited. Really? She's playing. Yes. That sounds angry. Mm-hmm. No. All right. That's, that's, you'll hear the angry. That's her excited. Oh, she'll get angry. Yeah, you'll you'll hear it. All right, here's number okay, two. That to me is stop touching my toy. No. What? That is you're not paying attention to me and I'm trying to get your attention. Are you serious? I'm t- <laughs> In fact, if you watch the video of that, which is on my Facebook page, if you watch the video of that, you see her. Like I'm holding my uh, cell phone camera sideways. And I'm not looking at her. And so you could see her looking at me, and she's trying to she's trying to get my attention. So that's, that's what funny. that means. All that's, right, here's the next I'm one. being ignored. Oh, so loud. Oh. 
See, the, now I'm starting to try to learn it, and the little sounds like it's playing, but I, my guess, first gut, stay away from my food. No. This is, Dang I want, it. this is, I'm I will lose my kids over this. <laughs> this is, I want something. Oh. You have something I want, and I want it. There it is. Give it to me. Mm-hmm. Now. Yeah. Give it to me. Okay, yeah, yes. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, that. and now go to number four. Here it is. That's not a dog. That is not a dog. It sounds like Gollum from Lord of the Rings. That sounds agitated to me. It's you're partially right. This is you're still ignoring ignoring me, and I'm pissed. So now I'm going to mess something up. And you, and those grunts she's making is like her throwing everything out of her bed. You can hear a yeah. dog will throw a temper tantrum. Oh yeah, wow. yeah. No, so that's what that means. All right, here's the next one. <laughs> Somebody's at the door. That's Buffy. <laughs> that's Buffy. <laughs> that's not Princess. That's Buffy. Oh, sorry. That's just. Uh, but what does that mean? That's all, that's the only noise Buffy. Buffy is pretty not, much. Buffy doesn't speak English. That's She's all. Like the, that's the only noise she makes. The Harpo marks of the cube dog. Show. Yeah, and that. Well, I don't have any of Roxy because I couldn't catch her barking. But that's Buffy, and that means. Oh my god, I'm so glad you're home. Oh, really? Yeah, that's Oh, oh my that's god, cute. I'm so glad to see you. All right, here's the next one. Is that That sounds like you and Tim. <laughs> what the hell is going on in this song? That's Princess snoring. Are you serious? Yeah. That's asleep? That's what she sounds like when she sleeps. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. All right, here's the next one. Oh. That is very angry. Yes. You got that why, one. Why is it, why is she angry here? She though? was angry because she was playing with a toy and she was getting really obsessed with it. So I went to go take it from her, and that's what she did. That's that's leave me alone. This is my stuff. Back the f off. That's okay. basically. Wow. Uh, that sounds like angry at something though. <laughs> no, angry at a thing. That is uh, barking at the other dogs on the TV. So she's playing. Like she's sort, I, I'll give it to you because she's sort of angry because she thinks the dogs are in the house. Why are you? And, yeah, yeah. She thinks they're in the house and that they're invading her space, and so she's kind of playing, kind of saying, "Get out." Yeah. Oh. Is that the mailman dropping off the mail? Now you hear that like purring part. Yeah. That's, that doesn't sound like purring. Well, I know, but it's a growl, it, right? but you know what I mean. It's it, yeah. she's that's her when she's scared. Really? Yeah. She's not sure what it is, and so she's like, "Oh, what is this? Oh my god, what is it? Oh, I'm gonna bark at it." That's what she's like. That, that that's is funny. a that is her being scared. So that's that's scared and angry again. Then? That is pissed off wow yeah that is pissed off i'm stuck in my little crate because <gasps> she had when i broke her leg by accident yeah i fell on her and my boob broke her leg um but she had to be confined and uh-huh. so when she was confined she didn't like it so yeah. that was get me out i'm pissed off get uh, me out of here. and then this is the last one <laughs> feed me that is lazy watchdog <laughs> She's, just, she's laying there and she does yeah she's laying there and she doesn't want to get up and go see what the sound was so someone here. here yeah hello there's somebody here so that's somebody's at the door <laughs> i like that that's funny 
Yeah, so that's all of the princess stuff. <laughs> so see, I'm totally ready to have children. Yep, let's do it. I'm let's totally, make it happen, Captain. I'm totally ready to have kids. Anyway, that is all I have for this week. Hey, next week, you know what I'm gonna who I'm gonna have here? I'm gonna have a very special guest here next week. Who? Boom boom and baby. Oh mouth. no. Yeah, boom boom and baby mouth <laughs> are gonna be here. You guys are gonna find out who they are. They're gonna come on in for a little podcast action. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, so Boom Boom and Baby Mouth is showing up next week. <laughs> but in the meantime, I want you to follow me on Twitter at Prod Michelle. Follow Princess on Instagram at PGK the Chi. You can follow Justin on Twitter at KFI Justin and at the dadpodcast.com. Did you record one this week yet? Yes. Uh, by the time they're hearing this, you'll hear one with my co-host Paco and his uh, lovely bride, I believe, Ooh. unless something goes horribly wrong. Oh, next, yeah. are you going to try to make them fight? Uh, no, I want to ask them about how to keep a marriage fresh because uh-huh. I've learned with this schedule that it is hard for me to have lovey-dovey time with it's... my lovey-dovey. <laughs> so. That is the one, that's the hardest thing yeah. to figure out in this uh, business with this shift. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good anyway. times. It's awesome. Good times. So go to the dadpodcast.com and check that out. And uh, we will see you next week. And of course, I want you guys to remember one thing. You is smart. You is kind. You is important. Remember that always. Because you is smart. You is kind. You is important. I'll see you guys next week. Bye. And I'm going to extremes. Tomorrow I will change. And today won't mean a thing. I'm a bitch. I'm a Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.